Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 5th. Today we're going to continue in the book of Haggai, but before we get there, we are going to continue with our scriptural advent to learn more and feel more about Christ before Christmas. It kind of helps me keep my mind centered on Jesus Christ as I go through the hustle and the busyness of this time of year. So today's scripture is from Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Speaking of the wise men, this scripture says, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, the wise men brought gifts to the Savior because they understood who he was and what he was going to do for them and for the world. But notice the gifts that they brought. It was the best of the best. It was the best that they could offer at the time. And we're going to talk more about that later as we get into the book of Haggai and them building the temples. But I think that that's important to note, that they gave the best of what they had. As we approach this Christmas season, we have the opportunity to be like the wise men in trying to bring gifts to the Savior this season. Listen to how Elder Christofferson said it. He said, let me mention one other thing. In ancient times, when people wanted to worship the Lord and seek his blessings, they often brought a gift. As you seek the blessing of conversion, you can offer the Lord the gift of your broken or repentant heart and your contrite or obedient spirit. In reality, it is the gift of yourself, what you are and what you are becoming. Is there something in your life that is impure or unworthy? When you get rid of it, that is a gift to the Savior. Is there a good habit or quality that is lacking in your life? When you adopt it and make it part of your character, you're giving a gift to the Lord. Sometimes this is hard to do, but would your gifts of repentance and obedience be worthy gifts if they cost you nothing? Don't be afraid of the effort required, and remember, you don't have to do it alone. Jesus Christ will help you make of yourself a worthy gift. And so this year, as we approach Christmas, I invite you to consider what gift you would like to give the Savior this year. What gift of yourself, ridding yourself of something impure or unworthy or adopting a good habit or quality is a gift to the Savior. But what I love here is that Elder Christofferson reminds us that we don't have the task of giving that gift all by ourselves. If it were through grit and willpower and self-control, we would have already given that gift. But through the atonement of Jesus Christ and because of his grace, we can be strengthened to be able to give these worthy gifts to him, strengthened to accomplish those things or give courage to continue to try when we fall short of those things. It's my testimony that as we draw near to the Savior and as we remember him this season, we will gain power to give those worthy gifts to the Savior. Now, remember, we talked yesterday about Haggai, the People have now returned to Jerusalem, and they've been given permission by the Persians to rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild their homes, their lives, and most importantly, their temple. But they've been away from Jerusalem for a long time, and a lot of them have been away from the faith for a long time, I would imagine. And so as they return to Jerusalem, their focus isn't so much on the temple like it should be. It's on themselves, their lives, their own houses, and rebuilding things for themselves only. Yesterday, we talked about how Haggai said, how can you build up your sealed houses and yet don't even worry about the house of the Lord? 
if they're sealing up their houses, that means paneling or or building up their houses, then clearly this has been something that's taken time and effort on their part, and yet they've ignored the house of the Lord. And he invites them to consider your ways. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I just invite you to think about that phrase a little bit more today. What does it mean to consider your ways? I love the invitation that it gives us to take inventory of our lives and our testimonies, to step back and to consider our ways. Where are the focus of our efforts? What is the desire of our hearts? Are our ways God's ways? Do we try to make our thoughts His thoughts? As we consider our ways and as we ask the Lord, what lack I yet, we'll get the opportunity to learn and to grow and to make the changes that we need to make. Haggai goes on to say, Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. What an incredible visual is that. He says, you're doing everything for yourself. You're trying to clothe yourselves, feed yourselves, give yourself to drink and to make money for yourselves. But all your efforts are for naught. All your efforts just slip right through your hands because they're not the things that last. They are not the enduring efforts. And so then he repeats again, consider your ways. My friends, as we consider our ways, are our efforts eternal efforts? Are our efforts efforts for things that will last? Or are we placing all our efforts on the things that will slip through our hands with eternity? Haggai goes on and he says, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it. I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Now this seems like a really simple scripture, but I really love the deeper meaning to it. Here, the Lord tells them to just go up into the mountain and bring back wood. Now, it's interesting, oftentimes in the scriptures, when the Lord tells someone to go into the mountain, it's a symbol of the temple, right? They're going to have a temple-type experience in the mountains. And here, it's the same, only different. How's that for confusing, right? It's the same, but different. Here, he's inviting them to go into the mountains for lumber so that they can build the temple. So yes, they're going into the mountains for the purpose of communing with the Lord, just in a little bit different way than maybe Moses did, right? But it's so important what he's saying here, because he says, go up into the mountains and bring wood. Now, remember their last temple, the description of how it was built, the wood that they used. Do you remember what it was? It was the cedar of Lebanon. It was the best wood that they could bring in. It was the best wood that they could build with. Remember the riches that were in that temple. Everything was the best of the best with that temple. And that's great because they had that. They could give that. They could offer that. And so it was pleasing to the Lord to do that. Our temples are gorgeous. We don't cut corners when it comes to our temples. And that's great. Why would we cut corners when we are building a house to the Lord? But here, What's being taught is so incredibly beautiful and comforting when we apply it to ourselves. Because here, when the Lord tells them to just go in the mountain and bring down the wood, bring down the lumber, he's saying, just go and build with whatever you can. Don't focus on making sure everything is perfect before you come unto me. Just come unto me. And then he says, and I'll take pleasure in it. I'll be glorified there. Now, my friends, oftentimes when it comes to 
communing with the Lord, when it comes to that closeness with the Lord, when it comes to doing the things that would bring us nearer to the Lord, sometimes we feel like we have to be better. We feel like we have to be more repentant. We feel like we have to be more pure, more perfect, more worthy. Sometimes we put off time in the temple or going to the temple in the first place because we don't feel quite adequate enough. I remember when I received my mission call, I waited two or three months to go through the temple because I didn't feel like enough. And that was two or three months that I wasted of not having that time to commune with the Lord. When we are giving the best that we have, when we are trying our hardest to be nearer to him, then my friends, we have to trust his grace and his mercy enough to know that for him, it is enough. It's sufficient. He'll take pleasure in it and he will glorify in it. Let's not forget how he fed the 5,000. It wasn't with enough loaves or with enough fishes. It was with the best that could be found. And then he made it enough. My friends, it's true for us in our lives. We give the best that we have, the best we can find. We try our absolute hardest. And then we trust that like the great multiplier that he is, that he can and will make us enough. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 